DJ Cream coming with all the slaps. Everybody wants to be a
Yes, yes, y'all. You are tuned into All Day Play. This is your girl, Issa. And in the studio, I have some esteemed guests all the way from Oakland. We Hi. have... Oh, who's that voice? Hello? It is my radio voice. Hello? Hi. <laughs> Who are you? Hi. I'm MCK Swift, repping O'Kella. His radio voice. New Ooh. rap order. Yeah, so we have guests. This is my second episode, and I thought of who I would want to have in the studio with me. And I thought of the friends of mine that I'm shocked don't already have pre-existing radio shows because they have amazing radio voices. They're both not only music heads, but artists in their own right. And they throw, they like curate my entire social life. <laughs> and without them, I might be a loser. So you too have hope. Um, you just heard two songs and you're going to be hearing a special live mix from DJ Cream. Coming with all the slaps. All the slaps. <laughs> she does her own little effects too. Um, if you're tuned into ADP.FM, you can join us on the live stream where you can see us at weird angles, artsy angles. <laughs> with buses like and traffic walking into our faces which is pretty tight um if we could just do a round of intros that would be cool so just who are you and um what specifically is your relationship to this collective of artists in oakland known as okella was that you kicking it to me yep <laughs> okay <laughs> um so i'm bijou uh, one of the co-founders of okay what was the question again <laughs> I'm so bad at radio <laughs> no you're not you're, you're doing great um I just wanted to yeah have you introduce yourself whatever that uh -huh. means to you because some introductions are really corny it's like say your name right. and a word that What's rhymes your favorite your color first. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so introduce yourself and um your kind of your role in relationship oh, to okay yeah. so yeah Bijou co-founder Oakland native um yeah super interested in this thing like into it it's like my baby so um i do a lot of things here marketing logistics planning cracking the whip all that shit. <laughs> yeah that's a big one and who are you sir yeah um i'm mck swift uh, i'm bijou's right hand and left hand wherever she need me to be at that's where i be um <laughs> event producer for oak hella um new york native uh ben in love with the city of Oakland since 2004, been living here since 2013, and just really happy to be alive. Wow, those are great intros. Thank you so much for being here. Um, both of you are my dear friends, but also people I admire in just the way that you move, and specifically, it's been beautiful seeing um, what we know as Okella, and a lot of people listening don't know what Okella is, so it would be great to get one of you to just kind of loosely describe it. I know on the website, it's more of like mission language around cultural preservation of the town and welcoming newcomers, but I would love to hear it in your own words. Like, what is Okella? Um, I like to tell people like the canned language is that Okella is a music festival, is most well known as a festival, but we're also an event production and marketing company because we also get paid to throw parties for other people. Hmm. So yeah, that's how I would describe it. But it's a collective, it's a community organization, it's a movement, it's a lot of things. Dope. Definitely. Yeah, there's like Oak Hella the Org and Oak Hella the Fam. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Sometimes you're really brief and then sometimes it's like you're about to go in, so mm -hmm. you got to wait for the hard ball. Definitely. The New York pause. Um, cool. Yeah, I've been to so many O'Kell events and seen a lot of the growth 
um, from like little gatherings in the garden lower bottoms to like full on block parties with some of my favorite artists. So I'm super grateful for all that you guys bring. I was curious if you all know, like in your own words, if you can look back and think about the initial seed idea and like how did what compelled you to start this? Like, did you see a gap in the Oakland cultural scene that you wanted to fill or was it more like not reactionary and more just organic and almost even accidental and why it came to be? Definitely reactionary. Um, being from Oakland and watching my city change, as most people who are from popping ass cities have noticed, <laughs> like right. there's a lot of outsiders and a lot of motherfucking out, outsiders, like out of towners coming in. Um, and I was at a particular establishment that I won't name because that's messy. But I was like, <laughs> the radio my messy. sister. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like people looking at me crazy. Like, why am I here? And I'm like, why are you here? Like, who the fuck are you? And um, I just felt like, yeah, spaces for people of color were just like rapidly disappearing. Like all my favorite places to hang out. All the places I grew up with are like gone now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a couple of the homies already really had an idea to do it and brought me in like. You know, you do event production and planning. Um, but the root of it was really just like reclaiming spaces and like creating space for black and brown people centered around hip hop that was safe. Like everyone's welcome, but it's like really for us. And if you rock with that, then you'll come. And if not, like you kind of won't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Swift, would you add anything? Yeah. Um, well, I want to say also, I, I feel like we're more responsive than mm. reactive. Yeah. Or, that's um, you know what I mean? Because. As a transplant to Oakland from New York City, which experienced extreme levels of gentrification and kind of is where the project of, um, you know, urban displacement, particularly on black and brown communities, was like mastered and prototyped mm-hmm, and sure. made a template and then rolled out yeah. across the country. Chicago, um, too. Khalil you know, always talks about that. Word. So like when I'm when I moved out here, I was like, oh, snap again. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, you know, because I was fed up being in New York and going to spots and you know people asking me like where you from I'm like I'm from here like oh well no where you really from like I'm really from here where you talking wow you're the first New Yorker I met I'm like oh or, like that's bugged out yeah so to like come out here and be on the other side of that um really you know motivates me in wanting to um contribute to um and and help to preserve you know what like made me love Oakland in the first place, which really was the the black culture and, and the black arts culture. Um, that's just like amazing and, and incomparable to any place else. That's specifically what, um, why you two specifically came to mind um, for the show. Cause it's named after rhizomes, which are just like underground root systems that oftentimes do get interrupted and cut and then regrow. And I was thinking of the way, yeah, specifically you being from New York. And even though you're from Oakland, there's a lot of displacement and like renegotiation with this place that you, I've seen you have to constantly do. And I know you've done like twice over, um, just from the parallels between New York and Oakland to me are pretty obvious. Um, so I think it's just an interesting idea of like, I think there's a lot of ways that gentrification is talked about that are actually pretty reductive and more about like the words and the meaning. And I think there's ways in which you can come to Oakland from New York and bring so much um, of like the same energy, but in your own way and then create culture or like hold space with in collaboration with someone like Bijou and Seneca, who's not here, who's also yeah. not from Oakland. Um, I am curious, like they're in your mission there, it actually does say welcoming newcomers mm-hmm. into the community. So I am curious, like how can you speak a little bit or give an example of how that delicate balance can be like struck or how that can be hard? Um, hmm. Like even in who shows up to events, yeah. you know, 
and how they show up. And right, like, right. Um, I think it kind of goes back to the core of why we do it and who we do it for and like centering hip hop and black and brown voices and art. And naturally people who aren't into that or who come just to consume that have kind of stayed away from Okella and that's worked out for us. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a delicate balance. I also like kind of get shit sometimes. I can cuss, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, whoops. FCC. So Internet radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes I get shit for saying this cause I'm from here, but I'm like, yo, Oakland has always been mad diverse. It's always yep. been fucking white people. Like, there are maybe disproportionately more white people than before and different types of white people who haven't lived here for 20 years and understand where they live and are parts of their community. But like, to me, the Oakland I grew up in was always diverse. So it wasn't ever about like excluding anyone. It was more about including the folks who were down with the mission and like the energy and vibe we were trying to create. And so far, like I said, that's worked for us. Hopefully as we scale, that doesn't change too much. And even if it does, you would, yeah. Yeah, we would have things in place to be like, yeah, like black and brown people (laughs) to the front. Like, yeah, it's free for y'all still. You know, like we've talked about this in detail. (laughs) So what were you going to say? No, I just I think a lot about, um, you know, migration as a as a human right. I think a lot Mm -hmm. about the the shifts in and just concepts of of belonging Mm -hmm. versus ownership. Yeah, talk about that. Um, And just, you know, where what's the place that you belong to? Um, Because. As the descendant of abducted Africans, you know what I mean. It's like, it's it often feels weird to me to get territorial. Yeah. Um. At, you know, unless you're indigenous to the land, so that's just like first things first. Like this ain't your land, but also like my ancestors didn't elect to be here. So there's just like another conversation about like what what are we actually defending when we get like possessive around the territories that we're in. Um. So I think you know more around like elevating the conversation to like as Bijou said reclaiming space and like bringing um you know to the forefront folks who have been uh pushed aside by the greater society yeah and at the end of the day like none of us are rich enough to fucking fight gentrification like it's gonna happen people are gonna move in like developments are gonna happen but like how we continue to create community with the new people who come in I think is super important and in our experience we have realized especially in West Oakland, there are a lot of folks who want to be in community. They just don't know how or they don't feel welcomed. And, like, it's not our job necessarily to make it easier for them. But I think being intentional about not excluding folks does open the door if they do want to be in spaces and, like, figure out how they can help out and how they can actually, like, tangibly be in community. Yeah. Make a contribution. The best nation is a donation. (laughs) (laughs) So... Before we get to some um, amazing tunes, yeah, I just want to say as someone who goes to your events, I do feel that spirit is very present, and I think that just there's a lot of family-friendly vibes, too. You always see children, and you always have those funny interactions that aren't really intentional with, like, (laughs) neighbors and the church, and so I think it whenever you aren't, yeah, whenever you just are consistent and committed to anything, it forces humans to interact, and right now, that's, like, actually a huge feat, because a lot of folks are isolated, and so I commend y'all's ongoing efforts. Um, and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more when we're um, back. So you're tuned in to All Day Play. This is Issa, Swift, and Bijou, DJ Cream. And we're on Rhizomatic Radio, so keep tuning in. Shout out to Gretchen. Sorry for that.
Whisper low, mysterious one. 
Yes, yes, y'all. We are back. You are tuned into Rhizomatic Radio on All Day Play FM. 
and ADP FM if you want to check us out on the video live stream, which I know you do. Um, with me, our special guest in the house, Okella. We got MCK Swift and Bijou, aka DJ Cream, who's been providing the tunes. What's up, y'all? Hey. Hi. We're back. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of text messages from, you know, blood relatives of mine we're very enthusiastic about both of your intelligence oh okay. Oh, no pressure though we're okay? grateful you got to sustain it <laughs> no pressure um so for those who don't know um yeah we've been talking a little bit about okella which is the collective and organization you guys call yourself an organization yeah all of those things collective organization, organization company. company whenever i think of you i think of collective. <laughs> so I just, I, yeah. we definitely have a collective mindset in terms of the way we handle business but we are not a non-profit even though you can donate to us if you want to we have a tax id but we are a for-profit company for sure she's a virgo so, <laughs> so no oh also you cannot hear an instrumental we chose some really beautiful ones apparently oh, but no, they can't. But you know what? It's episode two, you know, so just be patient as we we'll figure things out. We'll still the names of the instrumentals. Yeah. Well, it, I'm going to turn It should be in. Bahia, right? <laughs> yeah, this is Bahia Dreamin' by Kareem Riggins. Yeah. So imagine you're listening yes. to that. Just we'll go do a, We'll do a follow-up playlist on the Okella Spotify. Yeah. Ooh. Smooth idea. Um, so before, earlier, we were kind of talking a little bit about um, the intentions behind Okella. And I want to, I just realized a lot of the folks who are listening are not living in Oakland and don't know a lot about Okella. So I kind of want to zoom out and talk a little bit also about West Oakland um, and the lower bottoms, which is where a lot of the first initial events in the garden, bottoms up community garden mm -hmm. were. So it would be cool if y'all could just give a little context of West Oakland and specifically what's going down there right now and a little bit of the history of that neighborhood. Well, I, I want to start off with talking about the garden. Um, so I moved to West Oakland to the lower bottoms in 2013 and I was walking home and there was a brother in the garden and he said, hey, brother, come here. This is your garden. I was like, well, I got a garden. That's crazy. <laughs> and, you know, I noticed that he and I at that time were the only like black volunteers in the garden. Um, so I wanted to do something about that because it reminded me of how um, disconnected um, from land um, black folks in urban centers can be. And, you know, just wanted to like, OK, like, why does this feel foreign whenever there's a a community garden it often doesn't belong to the community that it's in and that's yep. weird um so that was one of the things that like sort of was a part of the early conversations when okella was getting started around why the garden as a site for a music festival really quickly can you speak just to a little bit of what your own kind of analysis or insight was into why that is like why is that disconnect so apparent no matter whether it's oakland or new york mm. i there are so many levels i mean there's I, uh, I think it was before the 1950s uh, when the majority of black folks in the U.S. were living uh, subsistence farmers. Uh, so living farm to table was a normal thing um, <clears throat> for the majority of black folks. Uh, I think there's been an intentional attack on food, on diets, on how um, black people see ourselves, how things that are healthy um, are seen as for them and not for us. And these are all things that have been like institutionally executed like through um whether it's through urban planning and having you know food deserts um liquor stores um as well as like media representations all, all of these factors Our schools. yeah totally 
um, all of these kinds of factors contribute to why there's an aversion um, to natural green spaces oftentimes in um, black communities and cities. Uh, so that's kind of a, a short context. Yeah. yeah, that was super helpful. Bijou? What was the question again? <laughs> well, I was just trying to give like listeners context in the West Oakland because gotcha. if you're not from here and haven't been here, you know. Mm, okay. So, yeah. I mean, the thing that sticks out the most to me is geographically where West Oakland yeah, is. A is lot it? of people don't understand like proximity to San Francisco when you talk about Oakland, Emeryville and like bordering cities. So I like to compare mostly to like Manhattan and Brooklyn. Like people always can see that parallel. Um, so when you think about the fact that the tech industry exists primarily in San Francisco and West Oakland is the first stop when you're on public transportation, which is called BART, West Oakland, which was a pretty predominantly black neighborhood is now rapidly changing because a lot of people are moving in who commute into the city and different things. So it's become more about, yeah, the proximity to being able to work and housing being more affordable here than it was in San Francisco at one point. I don't know if we can even say that anymore. Um, so the environment in which we created Oak Hella was during gentrification as it's ramping up. We've been around for three years um, and, and still see the neighborhood changing. Um, and then to talk to a little bit around kind of how Bottoms Up Community Garden, we call it like our sister organization because mm -hmm. Seneca, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today, um, was that volunteer who Swift mentioned was like, hey, it's your garden. It wasn't Seneca? No, he wasn't. I brought Seneca to the garden. Wait, who was it? Ooh. Ooh, come on, pot twist. Myth, <laughs> Myth busting. Right. <laughs> so, Seneca's listening to all of Right. <laughs> for himself. Right, we're going to get a text message. Yeah. Um, but Seneca was one of the people who was a part of the garden um, oh, and okay. he actually was doing like smaller pop up events he had um a cafe we'll just say <laughs> and um he was you know speaking to some of the things swift talked about like west oakland being a food desert there not being any affordable healthy options he was offering breakfast sandwiches with um items made pulled straight from the garden with mm -hmm. duck eggs and chicken eggs like really organic produce and super affordable so he started doing this cafe and then he was like oh i want to kind of do like a christmas party or halloween party and just get a couple hundred people to come out throughout the day you know so the space was kind of activated as an event um, prior to Okella coming. And then it was oh, like, well, let's right. just do kind of like a bigger thing with like a couple of performances. And like, it was so low key, y'all. Like we really wanted maybe two, 300 people tops to show up. Um, and we posted a flyer on Facebook with no pay promotion or anything. And it went viral probably because it was called Oakchella and it looked very similar <laughs> to a Coachella flyer because Coachella was that weekend. And then we were like, fuck Coachella. Like, <laughs> Oakchella is for the broke people. We ain't going to that shit. So we like kind of made our own version. Um, and that blew up and we were very surprised by that response. Um, and then, and then plot dun, twist, dun, dun. we got a cease and desist from Coachella cause they trademarked Cella. Oh and, wow. Um, yeah, wow. Which like, right. Right. People mm -hmm. like don't have enough to do. But right. because we have foresight, we already had oh, an alternative name already glad there's a video in stream. the pocket, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Oakella was on deck already. Yeah. Um, Wordplay. So, you know, it was just like one alley-oop to another. Yeah. What have you seen in terms... Because my earliest memories of Okella were that. So yeah. I guess that's why when I think of Okella, I think of the special moments in the garden and being able to eat something. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was vegetarian. So I'm still vegetarian. Why well, eat fish? I'm, <laughs> qu 
I'm honestly questioning. What are you, hoping, <laughs> I have an identity crisis <laughs> on air. Um, no, it was nice to be like eating sweet potatoes and then seeing the eggs and then chilling with the smelly ducks. <laughs> <laughs> they do smell like butt. <laughs> they smell crazy. Um, and then in the big sunflowers. And I was like, this is yeah. really something that I didn't even know I wanted in terms of an environment atmosphere to be with new people. And I was meeting new people there um, in the garden too. So it just felt really beautiful to be in the space. Cause I don't really like the rhetoric of food justice. Cause it's, it is usually pretty white and like upper middle class people of color who, you know, that's cool. Um, but it doesn't really feel connected and it doesn't yeah. feel like we're actually just eating and doing the thing. It feels like mm-hmm. we're talking about doing the thing. Yeah. Um, have you seen the community garden activated in the way you had hoped in the three years? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak to the amount of food that's given away, um, but pounds and pounds and pounds of food are given away um, from the garden to the community, like all the time. On a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. So I don't know the metrics, but I know that it's happening and it's consistent and people are being fed, um, you know, for free from the garden who need that produce. Are you still uh, volunteering? I'm not as active as I was. I show up and do something here and there. You're like, all, you please know. don't ask that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, you know, like I built some of those beds in the garden. I and, built those, you beds. know, and, and after that, I, I was, I was in out. and out, not, yeah. I'm not out, but in and out, you know, yeah. I'll be around. True Libra in and out. Um, <laughs> I love and shade my guests. That's just equal treatment. Yeah, that's the balance. Um, quick side note. Did you, I was just, because Life is Living is coming up, which is yes. a festival we throw kind of like similar f- concept mm-hmm. as Okella, and it's held in what was previously known as Defremery Park, which Oakland residents call, and it's in West Oakland, called Little Bobby Hutton Park. And I just did my research and found out that Defremery was referring to James Defremery, who is like a wealthy merchant who was fleeing San Francisco um, to protect his white family and first gentrifier. Yeah. And then fled to Oakland to create this mansion so that his family could be protected from the San Francisco blight. And then eventually Oakland became what San Francisco, what he was running from in San Francisco. So then he bounced and then the city of Oakland bought it. And then, it, and then now in the '60s, it became like the epicenter of Black Power. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting to think in the conversations we've been having around place, and like, kind of what you were talking about, Swift, around like place and power, and how it it does change and shift as like the different forces of history are at play. Mm. So it's not like Defremery Park was always the center of the site of Black Power, which is how we know it. It was at one point like this white dude trying to protect his family yeah. against blight. <laughs> um, I just thought that was really interesting. Now I understand yeah. why people are so adamant yeah. about not calling it a friend because I never understood that. Mm. I figured there was a story, but no one ever told, you know, people don't tell you the story. They just say, don't just call it little Bobby Hutton Park. Um, but mm, I'm deciding if we should go to more music or yeah, let's go to, we're going to, we're going to go to some more music yeah, and then more talk because more tunes? I'm excited about the next one that's right. coming up. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're tuned into Rhizomatic Radio. This is your girl Issa. We got MCK Swift and DJ Cream in the house. Keep tuning in. ADP.FM. You almost made me say dot com. I'm going to blame Swift. I'm going to blame Swift. <laughs> Keep it, tuning it's my in. Fault. <laughs> it's his fault.
And we're back. You are tuned into All Day Play FM. This is Issa with Rhizomatic Radio and my special guests. We have MCK Swift and DJ Cream. We were just listening to some slaps. Yeah. You're getting a lot of love. Oh, nobody. Oh, wait. I was going to say nobody's texting me, but my <laughs> phone's on airplane mode. <laughs> <Everyone>. <laughs> I'm like, why y'all not texting me? Text, I'm DJing. Text her. I do have to shout out Burna Boy, who just dropped a project, um, and we just played, what is it called? Anybody? Anybody. Yeah. And before that, Sufi Woman by Jadena's Fine Ass, and... I disagree. Oh, wait. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said what? Nothing. Continue. No, what'd you say? <laughs> I just never thought he was fine. What? But I know. It's okay. It's more Jadena for me, so it's fine. There we go. <laughs> happy. I'm happy with that result. Um, <laughs> I do have to shout out Burna Boy. I just saw him play the Fillmore on Saturday, whose last tour stop and it was like the best vibe i've ever seen in the city like the city shows you know it's kind of like hit or miss yeah um i love the independent but yeah it was beautiful to see him and he was he had like so much drip (laughs) i was like oh that's what i would wear for sure (laughs) if i had money i'm like on etsy like 14 karat gold plated that's over (laughs) 60 (laughs) dollars um but yes shout out to him and then really quickly bj chicago kid is live at the new parish tomorrow night yes and I don't think it's sold out. So I definitely think he's underrated. And I'm always telling people to go see him live if you're on the fence about him. Because I think it will push you over to the right <laughs> side. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. We have Okella in the building, DJ Cream. We've been talking about a lot of things. And one of the things I wanted to talk to both of you all about is right now we're kind of in this wave of entrepreneurship. Everyone talks about it. Um, and I think we're in a period of crisis where we're trying to rethink work and reimagine it. Mm. And, um, there's just a lot of people. I feel like all of us know 30 people who are trying to start a thing, mm-hmm. whether that's a t-shirt thing back in the day, it was like, everyone had like a jean, like, like a, like a struggle rap. Everyone has a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> struggle rappers always hit on me. And I'm like, what is up with my vibe that I exude? Like, yes. Um, but anyways, I digress. I'm like, really? It's always me. It's always, you always think I'm going to support you. Um, and they're right. I always have five on it. Um, but yeah, I think there's, I know. Don't don't purchase music. You don't enjoy. It's the cheeks. It's the Asian message. Asian vibes. People are like, go to her. She wants it. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs and like, there's a, there's a, eagerness and excitement to start a thing and it's really hard to sustain it and it's actually really hard to get a dream off the ground so I was kind of hoping you could give us a little insight into the invisible labor that goes into it um and just like what has it been like just even telling like one anecdote of working with your close friends and like really trying to take a thing seriously and not just view it as some side shit um I think the one thing I would say to anyone asking like what does the work really look like is like there is work there's no way to get around that and a lot of people want the result and don't understand that like it takes a lot of sacrifice it takes a lot of time it takes some money sometimes some sleepless nights some friendships some family relationships some regular relationships like it takes a lot of sacrifice and dedication um to really achieve something that you want to do and folks kind of try to like make that fit into their life as it exists now instead of making changes in their lives to make that like the focal point and center point of it so i say main thing is like you can't not do the work like you have to dedicate yourself to that swift what have you learned everything bees you taught me (laughs) (laughs) what you know i can't say i can't add on to that like that's that's it that is whole you know 
Yeah. I'm like about to get all philosophical and talk about it like <laughs> in the context of, you know, I read this really interesting piece today about um, counterfeit capitalism and like the VC, you know, tech bubble and how people are like pushing all this money into failing companies. Whoa. Um, so I'm going to say avoid that. Like be, <laughs> turn a profit. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait, That's, say more about that. Turn a profit. If you are doing an event and your intention is to be a sustainable business, there are so many, you know, yeah. companies out right now that are fake. It's just like people who are putting in venture capital to pump these brands up and make them super huge okay. so that they absorb the market, right? Oh, okay. So they're yeah. not actually good businesses. They just take up all the market share and then like smaller companies end up failing and then they take that customer base away from the companies that didn't have those like gigantic marketing dollars. But there's just a lot of what we see in, uh, particularly in tech, but also like other, you know, um, ventures that are coming from this VC capital is just fake. It's yeah. like a, a big fraud. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just don't be fraudulent in your business. Like, put in the work, you know, yeah. and and have a business model and have business practices um, that serve your customers and like bring you the money that you're gonna need to keep your business going. Mm. Or yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit or just say a piece about like working with friends because we've all like yes, grown please. much closer. We all started off as friends in the collective, um, and. The one thing I think Seneca would be proud if he was here to hear me say no. it is like leadership is action, right? So like being in charge or being the CEO or the founder of something doesn't necessarily mean you're the best qualified person to do certain things and you have to like have action in what you want to see, you know what I mean? And, and be patient, like that's the biggest one. Like when you are friends with people, you love them, you know their quirks, you build up all these like notions of what they're doing and why they're doing things and like you just have to be patient in all of that and communicate through it. Like yeah. and, and not bring those assumptions to the table. Like you have to lead with the action of like what you want to see happen and then ask questions when those things don't happen and then be patient when you receive those answers because it's probably not gonna be what you wanna hear, but it's like, if you value the friendship and still working in that mm -hmm. friendship. And then sometimes it's like, you gotta be like, yo, this shit ain't working, yeah. B. We need to just be <laughs> friends because we gonna fuck around and not be cool based on this. So like, if you're mature enough to like draw that line and say like, I love you, I respect you, but for what I'm trying to do, that doesn't necessarily work and it's no shade. Like, you're still family, we're still in this, but like in this one thing, maybe we just don't work so well together. Yeah. And like that? acknowledging that. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to add on like with that, like with those struggles, like it's not like instantaneous that mm -hmm. you get to profit profitability. Like you're going to take L's, you're going to break even sometimes, you're going to make money sometimes. But like as you have to be making progress and like that's one of the things where, you know, people think it's just easy or, you know, they see they see the successful side, but they don't see the struggle side. Mm -hmm. So just know that like you're going to take L's and you just, you know, take them on the chin and keep it moving. Yeah. You should learn from those L's. Lessons. Definitely. L is for lesson, not loss. Wow. So much wisdom. <laughs> That's from who Pinterest. Needs, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to say, who needs Deepak Chopra, which is like the most ISA way to say you guys are wise. Um, yeah, I, I think that's why I'm asking those questions, because I think there's there's like two sides of it. There's just kind of like inundated inspirational quotes that are like, just do it. Like, take all the L's. Um, and then I think then there's like, yeah, a lot of failures. So I think it's good to hear the middle ground of like people who are making something happen, who are like grateful for the process and also have been through some real stuff and I've seen you all negotiate um a lot of difficult things and like also celebrate each other's when you guys are I think it's really important to celebrate each other's strengths 
for sure. Um, and I see you do that. And I think everyone also has a clear role and a clear set of um, talents that they bring. And I, I'm super inspired by it. What are some of the Thanks. growth? Yeah. What are the what are the things that we can look forward to? I don't, I don't know if you can give spoiler alerts, but. Oh, yeah. You're looking at me. So <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Um, there's an event called the Fam Fest that stands for Fall Arts and Music Festival, which Okella is co-producing with Saul Paul for the East Bay Regional Park District and the Regional Parks Foundation. They are celebrating their 50th anniversary and 85th anniversary um, by having a big-ass festival. So we will be a part of the production of that. You've probably seen us doing some marketing and things. There's a lot going on. Bring the kids, bring your auntie, bring your cousin. There'll be vendors and food, um, really cool stuff that I'm not going to say because I want you to go online and look it up. So you can go to okella.com or our Instagram or Facebook page um, and learn all about that. And that is this Saturday, the 28th, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Bridge Yard, which is 210 Burma Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, next weekend, um, we have, well, Okella is curating um, and, you know, just involved in the Brewers Barbecue Prost at Oktoberfest in the Diamond. Um, so Oktoberfest is a two-day beer festival um, in the Diamond District in Oakland. Um, so the whole festival is centered on the at the intersection of uh, MacArthur Boulevard and Fruitvale Avenue. Our zone, the Brewer's Barbecue, is at Fruitvale and Biennati. It's just a block south of MacArthur Boulevard. Um, so that's on October 5th and 6th. Um, again, we're in that Brewer's Barbecue Prost, which is the VIP zone. You can get discounted Prost tickets um, if you go to oktoberfest.org and um, use the code OAKHELLAFAM, O-A-K-H-E-L-L-A-F-A-M, and get 25 bucks off of the Brewer's Barbecue tickets, um, which include an open bar, um, free pours of all the beers throughout wow. the festival all day, uh, catered meal from Smoking Woods Barbecue, uh, exclusive access to the private lounge where there will be seating um, near the main stage, as well as some other cool activities and opportunities that are going to be offered to you from Oak Hella. And you can, again, get all that information both about the Fam Fest as well as our zone at Oktoberfest if you follow at Okella on all your social medias or go to okella.com. Well, it's damn. Me. I would listen to y'all make announcements <laughs> for the whole day. That's at a really high bar for my future shows. <laughs> like your pronunciation, your like brewery bar yeah, browse. I, like, no. <laughs> I don't even like at the intersection of racism and capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the intersection of the prison industrial complex and brewers of color. I'm done. Okay. Because <laughs> that's how I hear. I hear the, that's been hijacked. Yeah, say, oh, the way, yeah, no, it's I mean, been like, hijacked. No, I'm talking about the actual physical intersection. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, streets. he's talking real about place. a real street intersection. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard people use it in that way. You know, that's when you know you're in the bay. <laughs> very particular scene at the intersection of my feelings and your hurt um <laughs> well i really appreciate y'all coming on the show it's so nice to hear you Grateful elaborate to be yeah Yay, please you get your own us. show please or just be try. on mine all the time yeah that works too that's easier both of y'all <laughs> i'm looking at you the radio needs I feel, you i feel it i'm getting a lot of text messages from happy father Yay. shout out to paul nakazawa He's into it. Yes. Um, that's all I care about, honestly. 
And I also think it's, it again, it is really important to share and like hear direct stories from people who are making something happen and willing to be transparent about it. So I appreciate it. And we're going to end the show on some more tunes by created by DJ Cream on my hardwood floor last night. It was so hot. I was so sweaty. (laughs) It was a thousand degrees yesterday. Shout out to peanut butter pretzels from Trader Joe's. Okay, dinner. Um, you are listening to Rhizomatic Radio. This is Issa, MCK, Swift, Peace. and DJ Cream sounding off. Enjoy your Thursday.
appreciate.